In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation on this beautiful Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. O Mary, conceive without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. So, we'd like to start off by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary is the Mother of God. Mary is the Mother of the Church. Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. We also call out to Mary and the Hail Holy Queen. Mary is our life. She is our life, she is our sweetness, and she is our hope. So let's turn to Mary and pray that prayer that Mary loves most. And that prayer is the Hail Holy Queen. So together, let's lift our minds, our hearts, and our voices to Mary to honor her by praying the angelic salutation, also known as the Hail Mary. Together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now I'd like to invite our spiritual director to come to be with us. Our spiritual director is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has many wonderful titles. The Holy Spirit is the paraclete. Holy Spirit is also known as the gift of gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of the soul. Holy Spirit is also known as the consoler Consoler as well as the Counselor. Holy Spirit is also known as the Sanctifier. He's also known as the Interior Master. The Interior Master. St. Paul says we really don't know how to pray as we ought. Therefore, the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans. So we can say Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's uh, ask the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light a lot of peace, a lot of joy, health, long life, and eternal life as we pray the classical prayer to the Holy Spirit. So together, come Holy Spirit, Fill the hearts of your faithful. 
and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. Thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady Guadalupe, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Michael the Archangel, pray for us. Saint Gabriel, pray for us. Saint Raphael, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, Pray for us. Saint Francis Xavier, pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice it on this wonderful solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. And, as always, I will be praying for all of you. Pray for all of you, most especially in the greatest of all prayers. The greatest of, the greatest of all prayers, my friends is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. There's no greater prayer in the whole world than the holy sacrifice of the Mass. So I'll place you all on the altar in this greatest of all prayers. And I'd like to offer these specific intentions. First, I'd like to pray that all of us would be open all of us would be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. That's right. We'd all be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps this could be our this could be our prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Through the heart of Mary. Second intention will be, I'd like to pray for
all of your intentions for Mary Jo's father that passed away since 71, Carmen's health, her cold that she's offering up, special intentions for cousins as promised by Bob. We all have many, many intentions, but I'd like to pray in a special way for um, our families, for the conversion of our family members, the sanctification of our family members, and then also the salvation of our family members. So for the conversion, the sanctification, and the salvation of all the members in our family through Mary's powerful prayers and intercession. And of course, it's always good to pray in a special way for those who will be dying sometime today. That's right. For those who will be dying sometime today that because of this great privilege that we celebrated Mary's Immaculate Conception, those who are dying will obtain the powerful intercession of Mary and their eternal salvation. Friends, we should never get tired of praying for those who are dying in there in their last moments, that they would open up their hearts to God and be saved. So, I'll be placing all of those intentions on the altar today in the celebration of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. So, my friends, today is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Conception happens to be also the the patroness of the United States of America, as well as the Philippines, and other countries too. If you ever have the opportunity to travel to Washington, D.C., I invite you to all make a visit or pilgrimage to the the most beautiful, majestic church we have in our country, in our capital. The name of that basilica is the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception. So if you ever have the opportunity, it's, it's a splendidly beautiful, beautiful, enormous basilica in the center of our country, rather the capital of our country, we want Mary to be our queen and Christ to be our king. So, with respect to the Immaculate Conception, this was a one of Mary's great privileges. One of Mary's great privileges. And being one of Mary's great privileges, the church proclaimed this uh, in the year 1854. And it was proclaimed by Pope Pius IX. That's right, Pope Pius IX 
proclaimed the dogma of the Immaculate Conception in his book Ineffabilis Deus, if you like to read the church book Ineffabilis Deus, Holy Father proclaimed this as a dogmatic truth that we have to believe if we want to be Catholics. Now what does the Immaculate Conception mean? The Immaculate Conception means this. And it's to understand that we have to understand the dogma of original sin. That's why the first reading today we have from Genesis chapter 3. In which we have the sin of our first parents. The sin of our first parents, we call this original sin. So Adam and Eve were placed in the garden. They were given free will. They were given one prohibition, not to eat from the forbidden fruit. Eve was standing beneath the tree. The serpent approaches. And the serpent starts to talk to Eve. Seducing Eve to eat from the forbidden fruit. Saying, why don't you eat? And Eve says, if God says no, otherwise we will die. The serpent lies to her saying, no, you will not die. You'll be like God's. So Eve looks up at the forbidden fruit, takes, she eats, and then she passes it to Adam. That is original sin that we have in the first reading today. The first reading today in the in the Mass. Now, consequently, because of this sin of Adam and Eve, called original sin, I call this a moral tsunami that has repercussions until the very end of the world. It's like if you imagine a a lake a very calm lake and you take and you throw a big rock in that lake and it plunges into the lake and it reverberates those concentric circles all the way to the shore. That's the best analogy I can give as to the effects of original sin on the world. See the rock kerplunk plunging in the midst of that little pond the whole pond is disrupted and the waves shoot out to the very shores. So as a result of original sin, all of humanity, all of humanity was basically affected because of the sin of Adam and Eve. Nature, the animal world, the human person, all were affected because of the sin 
of Adam and Eve. All. So, as a consequence of the sin of Adam and Eve, all of us, the moment of our conception, we contract the contagion or the poison of original sin within our nature. All of us. And the Council of Trent says the original sin does not come about by imitation of bad example, but by propagation. Those are the technical words used by the Council of Trent. Not by imitation of bad example of others, but rather by propagation. Propagation means that through our own conception, original sin becomes part of our spiritual DNA. Now, even though, even though baptism washes away the stain of original sin, thanks be to God that all of us are baptized, it washes away the stain of original sin. However, it does not, it does not prevent the bad tendencies or bad inclinations or the bad tendencies, proclivities and inclinations we have in us, they're still there. That's why we have to continually beg God through Mary's prayers for grace to be able to avoid sin and to practice holiness. So really for us to understand, for us to understand the Immaculate Conception, we have to understand another dogma and that's the dogma of original sin. Now we can read in especially Romans chapter 5 and the writings of St. Augustine. St. Augustine says, O happy fault, O happy fault of Adam and Eve. That is a result of the happy fault of Adam and Eve. God sent His Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, through Mary into the world to save us. And the reading first reading in the Liturgy of the Hours is taken from Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. St. Paul, in this known to be the greatest letter ever written, Romans, St. Paul says, "Where, where sin abounds, Where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds all the more. Beautiful verse, isn't it? Where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds all the more. So in this moral tsunami that has its repercussion until the very 
end of the world. Thanks for posting that, Sophie. We have a unique person that received this very, very special grace. That person we're mentioning is the Blessed Virgin Mary. That person is the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Blessed Virgin Mary. So, this is this is the way to understand the Immaculate Conception. This is the way to understand the Immaculate Conception. Mary's parents. Mary's parents, Saint Anne, as well as Saint Joachim, they suffered for not having children. But they're known to be very generous. They gave a third of their income for the upkeep of the church, the temple of Jerusalem. They gave another third to the poor people. They kept a third to themselves. We talk about tithing as 10%. They gave 66 and two-thirds percent. (coughs) They gave with total generosity. So we see that God blesses generous people. We have to learn, like Mother Teresa, to give until it hurts. God loves. God loves those generous of heart. So as a result of that, as a result of that, in time, God decided to bestow upon Anne and Joachim, as well as the world at large, a great and unique privilege. And that was the Immaculate Conception. So, through the marital union of Anne and Joachim. God allowed Anne to conceive. However, here's the key. Here's the key. In the moment of that conception in the womb of St. Anne, that moment, God intervened. And what did he do? God intervened by bestowing upon Anne and Joachim, as well as the the whole human race, a child 
But right in the moment of that conception, right in the moment of that conception, that little child was preserved from the stain of original sin. That's the key word. She was preserved, preserved from the stain of original sin. It was preservation. Preserved from the stain of original sin. So it's preservation. In the English Protestant poet Wordsworth says that Mary is our tainted nature's solitary boast. I love that, don't you? William Wordsworth was a a Protestant English English poet. He says Mary is our tainted nature's our tainted nature's solitary boast. So she was preserved. Preserved from the stain of original sin. A unique privilege that God gave to Mary. And that is what we celebrate today. Building upon this, Building upon this, St. Thomas Aquinas, the angelic doctor, he states that this was convenient or necessary. For this reason, This is now St. Thomas Aquinas commenting on, he says that by convenience being necessary, this privilege of Mary. So, we shouldn't confuse the Immaculate Conception with the Virginal Conception. The Immaculate Conception refers to Mary being conceived in the womb of St. Anne. Whereas the virginal conception refers to Jesus being conceived in the womb of Mary. So, two different privileges of Mary. The Immaculate Conception, Mary conceived in the womb of St. Anne. And the virginal conception, which would be Jesus being conceived in the womb of Mary. Thomas Aquinas says that this is very convenient or necessary because in Jesus, our Savior, who was brought into the world through the most pure vessel of Mary, that try to imagine that if, if Mary did have original sin. 
So Mary did have original sin. That means that when Jesus was conceived and brought into the world, then Jesus, having two natures, the divine nature and the human nature, that means that the human nature of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would have been tainted. And St. Thomas Aquinas points out that this would be an abomination, an abomination to have Christ half, half holy and half sinful. So he says that it is convenient and necessary that Mary have this unique privilege unique privilege of the Immaculate Conception. So there we have the Immaculate Conception refers to Mary being conceived in the womb of St. Anne. Then you have the Virginal Conception. Jesus being conceived in the womb of Mary. That's why the Gospel for today In contrast to Genesis chapter 3, is Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38, and you have Mary and her Annunciation. So what the church presents us, with us, is a contrast between Eve and Mary. Eve is known, Eve is known, As you got Eve and then you got Mary. Mary is known as the second Eve. So through Eve's sin, sin entered into the world. But by Mary's yes, we have salvation coming through the second Eve, her saying yes. And bringing, in, bringing into the world Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Now, a couple ways in which we can honor the Immaculate Conception. One way would be to wear the, I have a really big <laughs> medal of the Immaculate Conception. This is known as the Miraculous Medal, also the Medal of the Immaculate Conception. St. Maximilian Colby would carry little medals in his pocket and he would give them away. He called them his spiritual ammunition, his spiritual bullets. Here's the back. The Miraculous Medal, or the Medal of the Immaculate Conception. Miraculous Medal, Immaculate Conception. 
And also to say that beautiful prayer, that beautiful prayer that you have written, inscribed, first in French and now in English and other languages. O Mary, O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. My friends, I'm going to be praying for you in the Mass, in my Mass today. I ask you to pray for me. And say during the course of the day your rosary, but pray also. Pray also in a very special way that beautiful prayer. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. My friends, I have a commitment, so I'm going to have to leave you now, but uh, we had a, a little bit shorter talk, but I'd like to give you my priestly blessing. You pray for me, and I'll pray for you. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Mary, conceive without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Amen. Happy feast day. Happy Solemnity, and I'll be placing you on the altar in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Many blessings upon all of you.